You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America, and today I am so happy to be able to introduce someone to you who has made a big impression on my husband and my life, and this is Robbie Palmer. We met Robbie through a beautiful uh, business called Life Leadership. Many of you may have heard of Life Leadership, and from time to time, Robbie speaks there, and the first time we heard Robbie speak, we were both so touched. My husband and I just looked at each other and we said, we love him. And I hope that you will just be touched, that your life will be edified. Today, we're going to focus on your story, Robbie, and what the things that you have gone through and what makes you the great man that you are and how that can be such a sweet influence to people who are struggling, to people who might have lost hope, to people who, who need to have hope through Christ to hang on to him and to ride the roller coasters of life and to get through it. And so now with that, Robbie, I would love to introduce you and thank you for being here with me tonight as we record this show. And I just want to ask you to share with us about your life and how you came to join Life Leadership. And we have some time to get to that point, but first I'd just love to have you share about your life. Well, thank you, Karen. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to be here and being asked to do this, of course. And uh, when Karen asked me to do this, I, my first thought was, well, hey, if if my story could help one person, it's worth it. So I'm in, right? So mm -hmm. I, I hope it helps. And uh, to the listener out there, I hope uh, if you're going through some things in your life, if anything, my whole goal of sharing my story would just be to help create hope in your life. And uh, hope is a it is a valued commodity. Let's just put it that way. It sure is. <laughs> and people run out of it all along the path. Well, I don't I don't know where to begin, Karen. I think I had a pretty normal childhood growing up. You know, I had a loving mom and dad and they went through some rough stuff when I was young. But, uh, you know, my, my wife and I, we got married kind of at an early age. We were 22 years old and I chose not to go to college and, and go that route through school. I, did, I wasn't real good at uh, school. I mean, that wasn't that I wasn't smart. I did really well when I applied myself. I just didn't want to apply myself to that, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it makes complete sense. <laughs> so kind of a rascal that way, but uh, started working uh, construction right out of you know high school, which was kind of my dream. I wanted to build custom homes and really enjoyed working with my hands. My grandpa had worked with wood and been a builder my whole life growing up. I spent a lot of time with him out in his garage, woodworking and building and so many great memories and so many great lessons taught from a, a wise, wise, I always saw him as an old man, but a young mm. man at heart, <laughs> good so man. Beautiful. It's been a couple of years now since grandpa's been gone. But uh, for me, I, I wanted to, I always felt like I, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to mean something. I didn't know what it was. And honestly, Emily and I found out on our first wedding anniversary that we were expecting our first child. And so it really just ended up about chasing the dollar and getting by. Right. Mm -hmm. So Emily worked a little bit. She was uh, she's a licensed cosmetologist and barber. So she was working in a salon. And when our first baby came and she went back to work that first night, I'll, I'll never forget. She, 
she called me crying and she's, you know, getting real emotional. She's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to leave my baby. And I'm like, I don't know that I really want to be home with your baby right now too. You know, this is hard. She, I'm like, why don't you just come home and we'll figure it out. She's like, well, what will we do? I'm like, I have no idea, but we'll figure it out. Right. And that caused a journey where we started, you know, working full time. I, I worked uh, construction, like I mentioned, until one winter when I had a boss that was short on work and I ended up looking for other employment and decided to try to go the good secure job with the government. Right. And I, I worked in drinking water. So I worked for municipalities and uh, my job was to fix water line breaks and do that kind of construction. And, and as we had kids and started moving that, that good secure job working for the government just left me kind of empty handed and, and not, not enough really to make ends meet. So I would do side jobs. I would build things. I would weld, I would, do construction remodel jobs. And, and then I started a trenching business and did sprinklers. And I'll never forget one night now we're three kids into this whole family thing. Right. And, uh, it was a Thursday and I literally left from work. I worked a six to four thirty shift, you know, and it was four thirty, and I was heading to my job site to do my side job that night. And, uh, it was a Thursday. I'll never forget. And, Emily called me up. She says, are you going straight to the job site? I said, yeah, I'm going straight to the job site. I got to finish this up, blah, 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 blah. I got to do this, that, and the other. And it's got to be done by the weekend. And I got to hustle. And Emily says to me, well, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's Thursday and your kids haven't even seen you yet this week. Hmm. And I was like, really? She says, yeah, you're, you're gone before they wake up in the morning and you're coming home after they go to bed. And she says, and they just really miss you. Would it be all right if we came and visited you at your job site? And I said, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. She said, okay, I'll bring you dinner. And I think she grabbed a bucket of KFC chicken and showed up on the job site. And I remember sitting in the hole and I remember that whole drive. It was 30 to 40 minutes where I was just, what am I doing? Right. And I was frustrated and I didn't know which direction to go. didn't know how to do it. And so I just looked at everyone that I knew that was successful and what are they doing? And they're all self-employed running businesses. So God, I just got to go full-time. I got to start something full-time. And my uh, dad and I decided to uh, start a tire business. We started a mobile tire store and it was awesome. I quit my full-time job the spring of 2008. And I always joke right there. I promise that's the last time I'll say that cuss word, right? Because <laughs> 2008. That's a four-letter number. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How many people are still trying to forget 2008, right? Let alone now we're facing a pandemic here in 2020 and now 2021. We have really don't know what's in store for us, right? But it was a rough time. The economy crashed pretty hard. Um, we made it six months into that business. And to give you an idea, in revenue in September of that year, we did about $60,000 in revenue. October, we did 9,000 and we thought, well, it's just winter time. It'll come back. And believe you me, 9,000 wasn't enough to pay our bills, let alone my mom and dad's that we were mm -hmm. partnered with, you know, and, and it never came back and we just kept throwing at it. And really it was, it was a dream of working together as a family. My brothers were working for us at the time. I'll never forget, uh, again, my little brother, 18 years old working for us and when you when you're desperate, you'll pretty much take any job that's offered to you. And my dad had been working on this account uh, for a particular in the construction industry company, and we'd been doing replacing the tires on their work trucks. And they asked us to do some of their forklift tires. And I said, "Well, yeah, we don't really have the safety equipment to do forklift tires, Dad. They're high pressure. They, we need safety cages. We need different equipment, and we just don't have it." 
He says, yeah, I'm afraid if I don't do it, though, that we'll lose this account. And this account's been our bread and butter now for the last few weeks. And I was like, I know, but I don't think we could do it. Anyways, long story short, by this time, I'd gone back to work for the boss I was doing construction for before because I had to make pay my bills and we weren't making a paycheck with the tire business. And so I sent my brothers up to do these forklift tires. And my little brother, 18 years old, was airing up one of these. It was a split rim tire, if any of you know what that is. And as it was airing up, that it, it come apart about 150 PSI. And mm. Similar accidents. I mean, guys have been decapitated with similar oh. accidents like this. And, uh, and it, anyways, my other brother was with him. He called me and pretty sure I oh. set a land speed record from Murray, Utah, up to the university hospital. Oh. And I stayed right by his side and uh, I lost track of stitches at 267 was the last number I remember counting and my little 18 year old brother his skull had been fractured in five places and dad and I kind of got in a confrontation out in the hall and and I said dad we're done this is it and it was Mm. we gotta we have to throw in the towel that we can't go anymore and that led me into a spiral of just hopelessness and wow three beautiful little girls uh and a beautiful wife. And I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. Didn't know what to change. Didn't know how to make a difference and didn't believe I could. Went back to work, uh, starting in that similar position in Sandy City and uh, uh, working in the drinking water. And this particular night, I had a friend reach out to me about life leadership at the time. Right. And, uh, and she just, for me, it was just, I mean, it was another one of those things and I just wasn't interested at all, but because of the desperate situation I was in, I was pretty much willing to listen to anything. I think I'd put a post on Facebook and Facebook was pretty new back then. Right. Mm -hmm. This is like 2010 now. Right. And, uh, I just said, you know, and and I'm, I'm a young man raised in a strong church, a really strong religious family going to church on Sunday. And I'd even served a mission for this church for a couple of years and followed. And, and, and I got to the point where I was even serving with a youth at the time. And I just had quit going to church and just like, I'm God, I've tried everything you've had me do. I've done everything you've asked me to do. And what's it got me? where I'm at today. And I just got mad and frustrated and bitter, which is, isn't that a relatable feeling? Don't you know, so many people that have shared similar as I've told this story over the years. And I just was mad and angry. And this friend says, you got to check this out. You, I put a post on there going back to that. I said, I'm looking for new information in my life. And if you tell me to find it in the scriptures, I'm going to tell you to go fly a kite. Because I know the scriptures inside and out, and I'm still missing something. There's something I'm missing. So, I mean, honestly, who does that, right? <laughs> but my friend reached out to me. She says, "I've got what you're missing." And I said, "Yeah, right. You've just got another one of those things, right?" And uh, long story short, it was a late night fixing a water line. I got home at 1 a.m. and that, and she'd put a book and some audios in my hands, and it changed my life forever. You know, Robbie, I listen to this and my heart tears in my eyes and my heart goes out to you. I wonder how many men out there and women can relate to this story. We're going to be right back after this station break with more from you, Robbie. We're so grateful for what you are sharing, for being vulnerable and open and transparent with us with your story because so many people can relate right now.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America, interviewing Robbie Palmer, who is a wonderful example and mentor in the life leadership business. We're going to hear all about that business, Robbie. But I do want to edify you and to talk to you, talk to our audience tonight about what men go through when they're trying to take care of a wife and children. And, and you're, you've shared a beautiful story of what I heard in that story that you shared in the first segment is how diligent you were, how hard you tried, the efforts you made, doing everything in your power. 2008 hit, the economy crashed, and you were left with a desire to do entrepreneurial business and what you went through with your dad and your brother who had, who suffered an accident. I do have to ask how your brother's doing. How did your brother fare after that ex- accident? I'm so glad you brought that up, Karen. My brother is fine. He has a beautiful Hooray. family. <laughs> He's an air traffic controller, lives up in Seattle, Washington area, and has done a great job, but just, so just a stellar young man. <laughs> You know, and just to put some color into that, I I forget sometimes to go in the depth of that. You know, struggling with depression was a big deal, and and it and it and it affects your life in so many ways. But uh, everyone deals with issues in their lives, and when you have money issues on top of it, all that does is just amplify all the other issues and sure multiply does. the trouble that people are in. So. Needless to say, we were $400,000 in debt wow. and nothing left to show for it and just trying to figure out how to get out of that mess because I didn't want to just file bankruptcy and walk away. You know, I, I just felt like, I mean, I remember my dad had a relationship with a tire wholesaler that he gave me a $30,000 line of credit to buy tires on a handshake. Wow. And I'm like, and I owed that guy $8,000 when all this was said and done, right? And now all that's cleared up and we've been able to dig out of that thanks to life leadership. But it was it was deep and dark. And Emily could tell you a little bit better the story. But just to give you some context of how dark the depression got. One night, um, my depression medication had ran out. And Emily knew that if I missed a day, I'd go deeper into that dark hole. And so she decided to run to get my prescription filled. Um, and left me home with the kids. And she said that night she had a couple of promptings to turn around and come back and she ignored it. And that night when she finally did come home, what she found was me in bed and I had fallen asleep with a pistol in my hand and I was sitting on the side of the bed contemplating ending my own life. And the only Mm -hmm. thing that kept me from doing it was I just couldn't handle the thought of one of my little girls finding me. And, uh, Mm -hmm. thank goodness, you know, thank goodness that, Lord protect me. But the reason I tell that story, and I, and I hesitated for years to tell that level of the story, but what I found out is that there are so many people out there that are at that level and that have been in that moment, not just once and not twice. They've, I've had people come up to me after I've spoke to audiences and they soak the lapels of my suit coat with their tears as I hug them, as they tell me about standing on the edge of bridges and they're still here. And they're so, it's more common than we realize it is and Robbie for a man here's this you don't get to see Robbie but here's this big strong man who is so friendly so loving who is always reaching out and welcoming everybody uh, at these events and and 
I remember hearing your story and hearing that part. I didn't know, you know, the the work experience and all how you had given your heart to so many things. But I remember hearing this and being so touched that you would share that, that this was important for men as well as women, but men particularly, because men don't always share the depth of discouragement or deep pressed emotion that is lodging in their souls and and how they pull through it. And that's what I felt. I just, I just thought I've got to have this interview with Robbie because I have to present him so that if there's anybody out there during this hard 2020, 2021 experience, that they can be touched, edified and uplifted and given hope and courage to carry on. So I thank you so much for sharing this part of the story. You bet. And Karen, that was, it was an ugly part and it, and it is hard to talk about, but I've learned the power and how that helps individuals in that vulnerability. Right. And so with that, I mean, to turn that around, going back to my friend that introduced me, she handed me a book on uh, finding your purpose in life. Do you remember what it is? It's called Simon Says. It's written by a guy named Chuck Getchell, who's, he's big in the network marketing industry, has been very successful amongst other things. And it was kind of interesting because of the storylines as I remember it. Um, and that book, I've given that book to a lot of people. It hasn't had the same effect that it did on me. But, you know, we're always told Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, touch your ear, touch your chin. And then everyone points and laughs at you if you step outside of the mold. And and it's learning to find your groove and finding your purpose in life. And when she handed me that book, I laughed because I hadn't read a book completely since the eighth grade. You know, and that's what I told her. I haven't read a book since eighth grade. Are you kidding me, Dorothy? And she goes well, you need to read this one. And she just was the right person because she was strong and bold and all right. And so I got home at two in the morning that night after fixing a water line break and ended up staying up for a couple of hours. And I read a few chapters in that book and I threw it across the room and I just started yelling out to God. I said, what are you trying to tell me? I've done everything you've ever asked me to do. And now you're telling me to find purpose. What am I supposed to do? And, you know, when you have the thoughts and you think of how could I end my life and collect on a life insurance so it will take care of my family because I clearly can't do it. That, oh. That's the thoughts that are going through mm-hmm. your mind, right? And I just heard his voice and he just reached out and said, look, I know all I'm trying to tell you, Robbie, all I've been trying to tell you for years is that I put you on this earth for a purpose and it wasn't to change people's tires. Well. And what am I supposed to do? He says, well, you need to follow these great leaders because you've got a thing or two to learn about leadership before I can use you the way I need to use you. There's some things to learn here. And I've been following him ever since. And what a great journey it's been. What a turnaround. You know, I'm a little teary because when I was introduced to life leadership, I didn't want anything to do with one more thing. And I remember praying, why would I do this? I don't want to do it. Why would I need to join one more thing? And the words that came to me were exactly the same words that came to you. Because Karen, you have more to learn about leadership and you have leadership skills that you know not of. And as you surround yourself with these other wonderful mentors who have come to discover their own leadership skills, you are going to be blessed and you are going to be able to 
draw upon your own strengths. And so I do believe that this is a powerful program. It's a powerful business. It's, it's a powerful leadership training university that can help us to be mentored by people that have gone through hard things and be lifted up by the hands of our brothers and our sisters in a way that gives us hope. And then that ripple effect carries on as we turn and give other people hope. So I'm so thankful that you shared that too, Bobby. You know, it is exciting, Karen, and, and this organization, I, I really feel like it's just a roundup. I, I mean, I'm obviously a believer in God and I believe we're his children and he'll use any means necessary to serve us. And, and with, with outside of him coming down and performing miracles himself, we are his tools. We are his instruments as, and, and it, he needs us. He needs us to answer those callings. And, and I believe this organization is really rounding up. I mean, it, it, it's an honor to have had the privilege to be on a stage to tell my story, but and, and there are several others that have very, very powerful stories that we get to hear from stage. But the ones that I'm anxious to hear are all the ones that are in the audience. They have their stories, too. And this organization, I'm telling you, it's it's changing the world. It has changed the world. But the difference and the the impact that they that this organization will have, the, the real power of it is yet to be seen. There are many great things coming our way, and it's going to be fun to look back on. And the positivity of the people, even during coronavirus and during a lot of political um, hashings through, it's been so wonderful to get on calls and to listen to the positivity of people that are aware of what's going on, but who maintain a focus, they're driven, they're determined, and they're lifting each other up along the way. And I have to say that I have I have seen that. I have been edified by that. I have been excited by that. And I think that there is something for me in life leadership, the thing that is the most exciting for me is the leadership. It's the tools. It's the things that you listen to, that you feed your mind, not with fake news, but with positive, upbeat, amazing information. And when we come back, from this station break, I'd love for you to explain about the leadership tools. Thank you. This is Karen Grant with Joy Coaching America. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing a man that I have great respect for. You know, I have not had, it's not like we're, we're friends and as couples, we go to dinner. I have been to events where I have heard Robbie Palmer speak, and I have been touched. And that sometimes I, I've gone to those events because my husband wanted to go, not necessarily because 
I wanted to go because I'm a night person. I'm a snuggle down into the house and just regroup in the evenings. So leaving my cozy home and going out to meetings has not necessarily been my forte. But as I have gone and witnessed some of these great speakers, these great men and women, I can honestly say that I have been touched. But one of the greatest speakers that I have heard that probably touched me on a scale of zero to 10, touched my heart, a 20 plus was Ravi Palmer. And I remember the event that I went to in St. George. I, I've been to other events, but I remember sitting in the audience like, I dare you to reach me. I dare you to touch my heart and make me glad that I am here because I don't have time for one more thing. And there was Ravi. And another man named Jeff Child, who also did the same thing for me at that event. And as I listened to Robbie's story, I was so touched. And now, as I do this radio show and conduct these interviews, and I think about the people that I want to interview, that I want to bring to you, so that you can be touched like I've been touched. Robbie was one of the first that came to my mind. I want to talk to you, Robbie, now and have you share you know, we're we're living in a time when it's so easy. You you go to your phone and somebody sent you more videos on on the negativity and, and fake news. And you don't know whether you should believe it or not. And eventually you think, I can't listen to all these videos. But life leadership has videos and has positivity and teaches us to fill our minds with positive information. And I would love for you to talk about, and I didn't discuss this with you before, but will you talk to us, Robbie, about how your life was changed when you began to flood your mind and your heart with positivity, and then you became one of those speakers? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, Karen. And you've, you've interviewed some amazing people on here. And I think when I go back to that young man that chose to start to change the inputs that were, were I was putting into my mind, right? The thoughts, what are, your thoughts are things. Whatever you focus on every single day, that's exactly what you're going to get. And Robbie Palmer needed to change what he was focusing on. He needed to change. And there, there's really a process, and I don't know that it's the only process, but there's one that's that's proved true over, over, and over again. No matter what environment you're in, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, um, but it's, it's read, listen, and associate, right? Read, listen, associate. And then, of course, act or, 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 or you can't just read, listen and associate and not ever act and try. Nothing will ever happen. Right. There, that's the process that it goes through. So I tell my kids all the time, like at my daughter, I mean, you, you talk about depression and things turn full circle. And there's so many stories that could affect you. But here's my daughter, a 14 year old girl trying to endure middle school. And I'm six foot five. She is five foot 11 and grew pretty tall, pretty fast and stood out above the crowd and didn't like standing out. You know, she wanted to kind of blend in and, and uh, just really having a hard time in life. And so our kids, they can't just, we can't just tell them what to do, right? We've, we've had, we've got to show them. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about the life organization is that this isn't people standing on stage telling success principles that they've read in books over the years. These are these are people that are living, not only living and breathing the principles that they're learning, but life offers you a, a stage or, or an opportunity to apply. 
and and true leadership, a place to lead, right? And that's that's what it comes down to. And and th- these, this combination is what really makes them great. So I started to read. I, I started to read from books. Now, Karen, you and I can go down to the bookstore and we can even have a subject that we want on a book. Maybe it's success. Maybe it's marriage. Maybe it's parenting. And there's a, a plethora of books on the bookstore. If you go onto Amazon, it's even more, right? Because mm-hmm. bookstore can only stock so much. How do you know what to read? How do you know where to go? And that's another power of the life organization is I feel like they filter through a lot of the fluff to get you. Now, if you're going to take, because if I was going to take the time to read, I wanted to make sure that it was going to be worth it because for me, it was dreadful to try to read. Manasse Fotu, I mean, Manasse Fotu has such has had such an impact on my life that my last child, we have six kids now, Jack Fotu Palmer is his name because of Manasse Fotu. My daughters, whenever they play volleyball and whenever they choose sports and they get a number on their jersey, they pick number 42 because Fotu, right? Oh, That's how much geez. the Fotus mean to us and the impact they've had in our lives. Rob Robson, you've had the chance of interviewing as well. And these guys, and Orrin Woodward and Chris Brady, these guys are heroes of mine that, that really inspired me at this low point. And, and they sort through all the fluff and get it directed. I mean, I remember I had to stand up against the wall because I had reading narcolepsy. You know, like I'd start reading and fall asleep. I'd start reading and fall <laughs> asleep. And I'm like, all right. And I had this goal, like, I'm not going to turn the page unless I can actually remember what I read on that page before I turn it. And there were times I'd go to turn the page and I'm like, Dang it, I don't remember what I read, you know? And so it's not easy. <laughs> it's true. It's a process, right? And then audios were easier for me. At the time, I, they, I was getting stacks of audio CDs. You know, they're like Frisbees for you young people out there. You might not know what CDs are. but <laughs> uh, It wasn't cassette tapes like Rob when he tells his story, right? But it was CDs. And my friend gave me a stack of like 14 or 20 of them. And I had them listened to in one day. You know, working construction, I was laying pipe in the ground. I was the guy in the trench and I just kept earbuds in and just kept going all day. That's awesome. Came back and said, I want some more, right? This is, it was feeding something that I'd never felt before in my life. And truth is sweet to the ears. And it is sweet to the soul. And you hear that and it's like you, you feel this hunger. You feel like you just can't lap it up fast enough. Exactly. And it creates that hunger and it keeps going. And the more you hear truth, the more you want. And and what I quickly learned is that I was where I was at in my life because of the decisions that I'd made to that point. But you had been working hard. You had you had been doing everything in your power that you humanly knew possible. And then did you feel that transition when you went from that deep, dark depression and Dorothy brought this information to you? Did you feel a, a, a quick transition? Was it quick or was it slow? What happened? Emily will tell you she noticed a change right away, like within the first few days there, because what it was, it was, it was hope. You were putting light in yeah, where it was dark. That's you were shining exactly a light right. in the dark. Yep. Dark, darkness cannot eliminate light. But light can eliminate darkness. It can saturate it right up. Yep. Isn't it crazy? And and that's exactly what was happening is light and hope were coming into my life. And then you start associating, you know, COVID has really put a spin. And one of the powerful things of this organization is our events and getting around each other. And, and we've adapted. We always do, right? We're winners. That's what winners do. We adapt and we've used Zoom and we've leveraged webcasts. And, and now we're getting together where, you know, we can only have so many people and we have to set chairs six feet apart and everyone has to wear masks. And, and some people are comfortable coming and some aren't. So we'll still Zoom it out and we'll still get together. And I'll tell you this last weekend, some of the top leaders in the organization, we got to get together down in Florida. 
um, we got together with, I don't know, there was, there was a few hundred of us and wow. uh, spread out and that, that feeling of association and being around winners. Oh, I've missed it. I can I, only imagine what that felt like. You know, it's like when I do go, I haven't been to the grocery store in 20 days, 21 days. And yesterday I got out for the first time and it's like, you just want eye contact. You want, we are made to connect. We are yeah. made to, to, to breed joy. And by mutual connection, I can imagine what it felt like to be there and oh. to feel the positivity. And you think of this, you know, that parallel of you take us a, a match stick and you, you try to break it and it breaks easy, but you, you put a handful of those together and you make a bundle of those match sticks and you cannot break them. And mm -hmm. so I can only imagine the positivity that you felt and the joy that it felt to connect with like-minded, like-hearted people. Absolutely. It was, it was incredible. It was so good to be back together again. And we've had little meetings. Did it feel there. normal? Like life was normal. <laughs> it really did. Sitting in the back of the room and just looking across at all the winners that are part of this organization and then being able to hear from all of them and the ones that are moving on and making things happen and the fire that they share with us. And, and oh my goodness, it was just it it filled my tank. Let's I just it was put a it bit that of a way. bonfire. <laughs> it was. It was a fire, that's for sure. Well, I am so excited to hear about that energy and to let everybody out there know that it is possible that even during a season of, of wintertime, that we can find that invincible summer within each one of us and then bring that light into each other's lives. We'll be right back after the station break. This is Taryn and Grant with Joy Coaching America interviewing Robbie Palmer. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. This is Karen and Grant interviewing Robbie Palmer. Robbie, as you have made this transition in your life, isn't it just a natural instinct that once we see that something is working for us and life is becoming a different venue than what we were doing when we didn't have all that beautiful information. Has it been hard for you to share this with other people? Because that's a natural thing. When you see your life changing, when your heart becomes on fire, when you get excited about what you're learning and, and changes you're making and how it's changing your marriage and, and all these beautiful changes for your 14 year old daughter, isn't it? a natural thing that we want to share that with somebody else? And have you found that people are interested and want to learn? You know, that that's a funny point, Karen, because when you, sometimes when you lead with, hey, this changed my life and it's the most amazing organization and you get, you get all excited about the change and, and some people will 
did a little like, okay, you're psycho. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? You're crazy. And and so there's definitely, that's what I love about this organization though, is there are best practices that make it very easy and it's simple and there's processes, there's proven systems. That's one of the things that you leverage here. You know, if you think about an entrepreneurial spirit, it was one thing for me to go out and get into business. Um, We started a mobile tire store, we invested in equipment and thousands and thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, right? And you go into debt and you you start these traditional businesses and there's so many risks. And every time I went in to get a loan and they tell you that only 20% of businesses make it through year one and only 5% make it through year two. And I don't know, we're going to make it, we're going to make it. And then here we were a couple of years later, uh, we didn't make it, you know, and it's like all this, we were the statistic, right? And so success, to be successful in an entrepreneurial journey, that's one of the reasons why a word of mouth marketing business or direct selling or whatever you want to call that is so key because very low risk to get involved and get started. But what I love what life has done because of this app, you can approach people and and literally it is in their best interest to be your customer. It will literally save them money on a daily basis and they'll get dream vacations through the app. We're partnered with Priceline and just about every timeshare resort in the world where Rob was sharing one the other night down in Mexico, that's $6,000 to the best price on the internet they can find at this five, if, they, if five star resort is the best, this is like a 20 star resort, right? <laughs> and, and for a couple hundred bucks for seven nights down in, in, oh my goodness, it's crazy, right? Like literally who wouldn't want that to travel and do all those things? And so now when we're reaching out to people, we're just sharing an amazing app. It's a super app. And of course, once you, I've been doing this for years, most people know what I do, right? And they already have preconceived notions about what that is, probably because I showed them at one point (laughs) along the way, I reached out to them, right? And you can get creative and start to expand that network and just helping others get started. And, And that it's always been a learning curve. It's always been a process. And, but the key is just to stick with it and, and keep those audios going and keep that hope alive and, and attend these events that, that fill your bucket and fill that fire and get around people that believe and hope and those strategies. And that's what will help pull through because there are going to be discouraging times. That is entrepreneurship, period. It is. And, you know, as I sit here and I listen to you and I feel your energy, I think if Robbie would have come to me and Karen is a more, you know, don't. I don't want to learn what, I don't want to do one more thing, but if you would have come to me and shared with me how this could benefit my life in a threefold fashion, first of all, I am a leader. It can develop my leadership skills. Second of all, I can plan some sweet vacations with my husband and do it for minimal of the cost, but this leadership information that is attractive to me. It may not be attractive to everybody. It may not be the lead in or the shoe in the door, but that would be for me. And as you share your story, I find and feel that contagious energy. And I think there would have been no reason I would have turned Robbie Palmer down had he come and shared this with me. And I think that sometimes we hesitate to share good things with people because we might've shared that one more thing that we said, to our friends, oh, I was just going to share one more thing. And now I've got one more thing because we're growing, we're learning, we're expanding our circles of influence, and we're feeling the fervor that people are sharing with us. And I just think that this is this super app. I have to tell you, we got our car battery for free when my car battery went out. We got our Christmas tree flocked, a flocked, beautiful Christmas tree at Home Depot 
for free because of the the savings on the super app and the and the way that it all works and and we got Dell had to buy a snowblower when we moved to this house and he said Karen we're going to have to pay you know, $675 for the snowblower that I want. Well, we had been using the super app and putting the money in the bank, so to speak, and through the super app. And, and that's another story for another day, how you do that. And Dale came home and he pulled this humongous snowblower out of the back of his truck. And I was like, how much did that cost? And he looked at me and he goes, $25 because I used all of the savings the, the, the savings that had accumulated and oh my gosh, I was like, okay, wow. I am sold. And then he goes <laughs> and on the way home, I got a free Burger King hamburger. And he was more excited about this <laughs> hamburger than he was about the snowblower. And when he was at Home Depot and he was showing me the Christmas trees, he goes, okay, Karen, you get to pick out the Christmas tree because it was COVID and I wasn't going out. And here he comes home with this beautiful Christmas tree, which I will show you because it's still up because we've had COVID and so we haven't put it down yet. But I'm just, I think that if anybody could understand that you can get this app and you can get leadership information, you can do financial fitness with Rob Robson on Saturdays. You can listen to Orrin Woodward and Chris Brady. You can listen to Robbie Palmer. You can listen to these great speakers and be influenced instead of filling your mind with the sad and sorrowful things that are in the media, not that we want to put our head in the sand. We don't. And these people are very upbeat. They know what's going on in the world, but the focus is on joy. The focus is on faith. The focus is on hope. The focus is on recreating our lives. And oh my gosh, I have my favorites and I love them and I'm so excited about them. So sharing this can be a very natural thing. And then when I found out that Instacart and the Costco, Walmart, Sam's Club, which and Smith's, and we've been, we had COVID and I couldn't call a neighbor. We just moved to this new house. I couldn't call somebody and say, could you please go run some, get some groceries for me and drop them off on my doorstep. But I could go to Instacart, download that and go to Costco. And my groceries were there on my doorstep within two hours. And now that as well is on this super app, along with so many other wonderful things. So tell us some of the wonderful things that are on the super app. Oh, by far the, the most value in that app is the the leadership and the training, the audios and the books and the seminars. That's by far the most value in there, right? But sometimes it's it's uh we we gotta be attractive to we, we make a joke about it, but you know, we we need really need to be attractive to the average American and 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 really across the globe, right? The person that that maybe maybe they're engulfed in, in a video game culture. Maybe you know, think of a Homer Simpson, you know, as, as a funny one. And how do we attract a Homer Simpson? And one of the things I love about the Super App too is when you start partnering with name like major brands like Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, and, and you know, they're like that gives some instant credibility to what you're doing. Absolutely. Right? And and how even since we launched this, I mean, we still feel like we're in just the pre-launch of it. It's it's been about just over a year now. But to the fact that next month Walmart's coming on board and and Sam's Club goes along with that, right? You can do gas and groceries. And then Instacart launched last week where literally like all those retailers you mentioned, we got gas and groceries now that you're that earning so cash awesome. back every time. It's putting money in your pocket. You're and spend... during COVID, have it yeah. delivered to your door. And it's safe. And it's anyway money. It's money you were going to spend anyways. Why not put money in your pocket? Why not put 
and save up for a dream vacation and create memories with your family. And get cash back. You know, I've listened to Sam and Lacey Diamond this week talk about they they have six kids now. They've never gone on a vacation with a family and they qualified for that Florida trip down there, but they took an extra week and took their six kids and stayed in a resort near Orlando, Florida and for a couple hundred bucks, you know, and they stayed there so for an wonderful. entire week. And I bet they could tell memory after memory and they'll tell it year after year after year. And why not? Why not have fun, make money and make a difference? And we do need to start dreaming again, because if if COVID's put a damper on thing, it's been on our dreams. And so to be able to have this and to and to dream again, how beautiful. And I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited to be able to share that with all of our listening audience and that it just makes sense. It doesn't just make C-E-N-T-S. Um, I had a dear friend who was a CPA and he used to say, Karen, one of the ways to make money is to stop spending money. <laughs> and he said, you can have a part-time job just by saving the money that you might've spent. And that's what I'm loving about this super app is that I feel like it's a part-time job because when we saved $1,300 on a Christmas tree, which we needed, the other one was spindly falling apart and looked like Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. And then we needed my car battery that was suddenly an unexpected expenditure. And then a snowblower because we moved out of an HOA into our own home with a quarter of an acre and lots of sidewalk. And all of a sudden that was $1,300 that we didn't have to spend because we've been saving, saving, saving. My husband's a good saver and he loves the app. He uses the app. And so that was so exciting. So if people can see how it makes sense to just download this app and have it and have the leadership and have the beautiful savings and now groceries at your front door so that you don't have to. I mean, I used to love to go to the grocery store because I would smile at people in the line and strike up conversations. But now all you can see is the eyes and sometimes people are looking down and it's not the same fun connection that it used to be. And so I'm really happy to get groceries delivered to my doorstep and get cash back. So that's fun. Regardless of what the individual is looking for, if they just want to make savings and be a great customer, there's 100% money back guaranteed for 30 days. Give it a try, right? Why not try? And if you're an entrepreneur looking for an opportunity, sky's the limit. You know, the, the average incomes are crazy. There's an income disclosure you'll need to reference at the life coach level. The sky's the limit if you want to be that. Big dreams, it's there, right? And, and it's powerful. And I love being part of it. Oh, I'm excited for the things that you have shared with us today. Robbie, I look forward to interviewing your wife and having you back again sometime. The part two with Robbie Palmer. This has been wonderful. I've loved it. This is Carolyn Grant, Joy Coaching America.